look around. The foundations of God are under assault. A woman can become a man. Two men can marry each other. A father can give birth to a baby. And a baby is not a human at all until it's born. King David asks, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender, Dr. Rich Swire, and other Patriot guests to give our insights into this very troubling question. Do we flee as a bird to a mountain, as King David wonders? Or do we hunker down and start rebuilding those crumbling foundations? We're going to debate. You can choose a side. That is, if you think any of us got it right. All right, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer. With me tonight is a number of guests, some you already know. Pastor Jason Bender, say hello. Great having you with us tonight, Patriots. And Alec Rooney, introduce yourself. I'm Alec Rooney. Thanks for coming. Shout out, Patriots. And Alec is our news editor for our Christian Action Network organization. We also have Michael Moyer, who is our producer. Say hello, Michael. Welcome back, Patriots. All right, and we have a special guest today. His name is Dr. Rich Swire. Hello, doctor. How are you doing? Very well, sir. How are you? Welcome, Patriot. Hey, give a short uh, description or uh, introduction of yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm a 23-year Army veteran. Oh, I thought he was going to say he's a 23-year-old. Wait, that started. <laughs> yeah, 23-year-old. No, I'm a 23-year Army veteran. Um, served with the 101st Airborne Division in combat in Vietnam. Um, retired, uh, and uh, after I got out of the service, uh, my son came home and said we need to start an internet company, and so we were the seventh city site on the internet in 1994. Wow. Yeah, well, I ended up selling it to a little company called Comcast. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it. Oh, oh really? <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. The infamous. <laughs> the infamous Comcast? Yes, the infamous Comcast. And you have your own website. How about uh, giving the name of that website out? Yes, um, I have a, a website. It's drrichswire.com. A doctor, it's D-R-R-I-C-H-S-W-I-E-R.com. And we'll have that up on the screen for people to look at and be able to get access to it. And uh, t tell a little bit about your website. Well, I have 30 contributors. Um Many of them um, are citizen journalists. I have some that are actual journalists, but most are citizen journalists. I have a lot of wonderful people. Actually, my most exciting uh, contributors are women. Um, I have a woman who is, um, name is Simona, Simona Pipko, and she is a, um, is a lawyer, speaking of lawyers. And she was a lawyer in the former Soviet Union, and she actually won cases. She was a defense attorney and she actually won cases against the state. Wow. I know it's, it's un, unusual. Uh, but the question was, I asked her once, I said, well, why were you a defense attorney? You're so good. Why weren't you a prosecuting attorney? And she told me quite frankly, the reason the, that she wasn't a prosecuting attorney because under the Soviet Union, Jews could not be prosecuting attorneys. Wow. Ah, interesting. Gotcha. And your website focuses on uh, national security issues and social issues, biblical issues, kind of runs the gamut, right? You're a right-wing conservative that uh, the leftists hate. Uh, no, I'm actually like all you guys a patriot. 
and I believe in God, and I believe that Jesus is my Lord, Redeemer, and Savior. That's it. All right. Well, that's a good introduction to our subject material tonight. So we have a scripture that uh, we want to tackle and debate, and it comes from Psalms 11, 3 through, let's see, what is it? Through 7. I'm going to read it. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked. And the ones who love violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked, he will rain snares. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will behold his face. So, uh, Pastor, uh, earlier this week, I, actually over the weekend, you sent me an email and uh, you wanted to know how things were going with my uh, gaming conference that I was at and made a comment that said, a crazy world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I right. wanted to answer yes, but it reminded me of this scripture that, yeah, it's crazy because the foundations have been destroyed. And because they've been destroyed, the world has gone absolutely nuts. And when you look at the scripture, it asks the question, or David, King David asked the question, what can the righteous do? And I was wondering, is that sort of a rhetorical question? I mean, there's two ways you can read that question, right? My first impression is the question basically says, well, there's nothing you can do. Once the foundations are destroyed, it's hopeless after that. But then again, another way to interpret it is that, well, King David's asking the question so that we can prepare ourselves with that answer in case the foundations do become destroyed while we are living and breathing. Uh, so what's your take on this scripture, Pastor? Well, uh, I think, Marty, we got to look at verse one and two first before we can look at verse three. In verse one, King David gives this proclamation that in the Lord, I take refuge. So David, as a man of God says, look, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the foundations, whether they're firm, solid or crumbling in the Lord is where I take refuge. So now if we look at verse two, it says, how can you say to my soul? So we're not fully clear on who's speaking to David, but it's probably, you know, friends and counselors, just like us today, right? We have people who speak into our lives who say, look, there's a, a very, a formidable en enemy. There's an adversary out there. And you know what? Why don't you just flee like a little bird to the mountain? You know, you're, you're in the workplace. Things are difficult. Don't, don't speak up. Don't speak out. Just, just be quiet. So David had these people around him that were trying to give him counsel, but it was fearful counsel. So these people are posing that question. And if we look at verse one and verse four, I kind of look at that as like the sandwich or the bread in this sandwich. So we have in the Lord, I take refuge. Then in verse four, he says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. So David is putting all of his trust, all of his focus, everything in Yahweh, in, in the Lord. And it's capital L-O-R-D. So he's saying, look, regardless of what's going on, Saul's government might be crumbling. Things are, are happening around me, 
but I'm not going to flee. I'm not going to run away. So for us, and we'll get into this as we, we get into this podcast today, but for us as the righteous, there is an answer. It is rhetorical in a sense, but David's counselors, his friends were coercing him to run away in fear and flee. So in short, what is the answer to the question? If there is an answer, what is that answer? Yeah, so we as as his righteous people, as God's dis- the disciples of Christ, we need to take a stand regardless of what's going on. So the answer is, is that if the foundations are crumbling, which we know that they are all over, all around us, you know, our our trust, our hope is not in the government. We love America. We love our country. It's not in what Biden and Kamala Harris are going to do. Our trust, our hope is in God. We focus on him until Jesus comes back or he takes us home. All right. So your answer to that question is is that when the foundations are destroyed, we focus on God. Yeah, we focus on God. We we look at what scripture. Are you saying then that we weren't focusing on God as a Christian community and because the foundations are now destroyed. And what led to this? Weren't Christians focusing on God before the foundations got destroyed? We got to look. When, when what, are we did, doing, what, what are we going to be doing differently now that we weren't doing before? Well, look, I think we have a lot to learn from what's occurred, right? I right. mean, you know, the church has fallen for this misinterpretation of separation of church and state, right? We've, we've fallen for a 501c3 status. The church has told... Or, and, and the people in the pews, the preachers, the pastors, we've told the parishioners, stay out of government, don't get involved in the public square. So now it's time when we look back and we say, we could have done something differently. So, uh, now, so now churches like, like my church, Patriot Church, we're a free church. We're a 508C1A. So we're not concerned about government intervention. We're going to tell the people to do the right thing before the Lord. We're going to say like David in the Lord, I take my refuge. And regardless of what's going on around us, you know, I can't fix America myself. I'm a little guy here in in Bedford and Lynchburg, but I'm going to do the best I can in my community. And regardless of, of how things are shaking, God's people will stand firm in righteousness. So it's more than just taking refuge. You're also saying take refuge in the Lord because these people are now coming after us. We we have to find refuge somewhere, but also restore those foundations. Yeah. Or stand up and be counted. Dr. Swire, what, what uh, comment do you have on this? Well, I thank you, Pastor, for those words and inspiring words. I, you know, I believe, and I, and I I believe that the this passage in this passage, Saul was actually coming after David. Saul was upset and actually wanted to kill David. But I think if you look at the total total life of David, uh, including his time as king of Israel, I think the question really is, and the question that he would have said is, what can't the righteous do? I believe with the power of God, the righteous can do anything and anything, anything and everything they need to do to fight against evil. And I think, Pastor, you're doing that. You're fighting against evil. It doesn't matter how many. I mean, Jesus only had 11 apostles, okay? So if you have 11 parishioners, you're doing God's work. That's it. And I think that's, uh, I think that's what we should focus on. We should look at the positive. What can we do as a righteous people and how do we do it and how often do we do it? Now, we can do it from just spreading the word of the Lord 
or we can do it literally on the battlefield. And I, I've had soldiers, you know, that um, in Vietnam, we, uh, we believed in the Lord. Uh, you know, when you jump out of airplanes, you believe in the Lord. You know, when you step off that airplane, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, trust me. Um, so, no, I think, I think um, this is a positive thing for me. Um, it, it, is a, it is a test. It's God testing, it's his friends testing David, and David saying, look, it's the Lord. Forget about all this other stuff. Yeah, I know Saul's trying to kill me, but we're gonna, we're gonna make it, we're gonna go through this and we're gonna be righteous and we're going to win. And that's what it is. It's about winning. Let me read a little bit from uh, the pulpit commentary that kind of sets the stage uh, for when this particular Psalm was written. Under the lawless rule of Saul, the very foundations of society and of moral order were swept away. The righteous could do nothing to prevent it. What remained was for David to withdraw from a community where th there was no, neither law nor order. So basically, pulpit commentary says things were so bad for King David that he was asking that question in a way to reference that the only option for him was to withdraw from the community where there was no law and no order. Now, maybe he could do that back then, but we live in a society right now where there's no way we're withdrawing from anywhere, right? There's, there's no more lands to flee to like uh, 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 the Christians did when they were in England and fled to the United or to America. So we have to take a different uh, mode of attack here. Alec, what do you think? I don't think it's even as complicated as us having to come up with a solution. All we have to do is have faith in God. Because as bad as things get, and things haven't gotten really bad for us yet, by any stretch of the imagination compared to what they could be like, um, a lot of things are still holding very firm. Um, the American people are still holding very firm. Life is still largely going on as it has been. But there are just these awful rumblings in the distance. And you have to remember that this is all God's plan. And as scary as it is, you have to just keep remembering that it's God's plan and doing your job as a Christian and having faith in God that, this, that everything's going to work out all right and you have a distinct job to do, and that is to be a godly person. And um, in spite of all the fear. I just look at this psalm as a real, like a kind of a, a, a comforting blanket almost that you can pull around yourself and, and have courage. Okay. Anybody else got a take on that? Because I, I really don't see that as an answer, uh, personally. I mean, I, I respect your, your opinion, <laughs> Alec. And I knew this was going to be a controversial subject. Everybody's going to have different interpretations of this. But I think that in America, this idea that just have faith in God has gotten to us where we are right now. Where like, oh, just have faith in God. Oh, this happened. Oh, just have faith in God. Now this has happened. Just have faith in God. We were a Christian nation at one point where pastors stood in the pulpit and they took control of this country and basically outlined what this country was going to be about. And then as it started to deteriorate to the point now, we can't even tell if a man is a man anymore. We, we don't even know, is it a man that can give birth to a baby or is it a woman only that can well, give birth to a baby? I know that. Yeah, you know that. But New York obviously Times doesn't know it. our schools don't know that, our media doesn't know that, our government officials don't know that. And meanwhile, we sit back and we go, well, let's just have faith in God. I, I You know, I'm kind of tired of this 
thing of just have faith in God and it's all going to work out. I've been doing this for 40 years and it has not been working out because Christians are sitting in the churches having faith in God. Um, welcome anybody to come back and challenge me. Well, I, I, I think your point's well make it made, Martin. Um, we need to get back to what the founding fathers did. They were church militants. Okay, they were church militants. They took the Word of God, put it in the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. And then they went out and fought. Fought against an enemy that was in, undefeatable. Undefeatable. But they won. And that's what they did. A few men, what we're going to have, I think what it's going to boil down to eventually, if it really gets bad, um, unlike in Ukraine, I mean, you know, hours before the Russians invaded Ukraine, Ukrainian uh, government passed a law and the president signed it in the law that private citizens could, could bear arms. Well, thank God we have the Second Amendment because I'm going to tell you, church militants who are patriots are going to pick up their weapons if they need to, if they need to, to defend this country their families and their communities. That's right, because we're going to defend truth, right? Um, I know the liberal commentators, the liberal politicians will be ranting out there that uh, saying that a man can be a girl or a girl can be a boy or all these other scientific, scientifically, biologically nonsense statements that they are making are not really biblical principles that should matter to Americans. They are simply scientific facts that we are supposed to agree upon. And therefore, since they have dictated that this is now the new truth, we have to abide by their version of that truth, regardless of what our religious feelings are on those things. And if we don't agree, then we will suffer economic consequences, we'll be shamed publicly, we not, might not be able to get a job because of our particular viewpoint. And what we do is find ourselves now in a situation as Christians fighting on matters that aren't clearly defined religious principles that we're used to hearing in the church. And that is, you know, what is salvation? What does it mean to, uh, what does the Holy Spirit mean? You know, what does the blood of Christ mean? We're really talking about in the field, you know, guerrilla warfare, talking about the bare nature of truths that should be completely obvious to everybody out there. However, they're not obvious, and somehow we have to agree to them to get along and to be able to exist in this world. And I respect what uh, Dr. Swire says, is that at some point, maybe we have to start pointing something back at them because we cannot allow ourselves to agree and bow down to the dictates of lies that Satan wants us to follow. Look, I, JFK, I was a JFK Democrat, by the way, unless maybe I'll get kicked off this show in about two seconds, but I was JFK <laughs> Democrat. He, look, I was a cat. I'm a Catholic. He was a Catholic. Um, JFK said that the, um, it's not that the truth, the, the, the true enemy of the truth is not the lie. It's the myth and the myth that's persistent and it's absurd. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing myths. And these myths 
over time have become literally public policy. Okay? So now we have things like, you know, Facebook has, what, 68 different gender pronouns? Okay? We, we have... Um, um, we have Biden um, taking, if, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the late, some of the latest ads that the army is running, but there's one about a mm, private. Oh, appalling. Yeah, a private who is the daughter of two lesbians, and she joined the army. And you compare that to... Um, let's say, the Russian version of come join the Russian army, and it's an alpha male, okay? And it's not this little girl, uh, as sweet as she is, and I'm sure she's doing it for her country, but she is wrongheaded in the way the army is using her, literally using her to send the wrong message out there. And look, I spent 23 years in the army. I fought with men, and I fought beside, I fought with women, okay? I, no, 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 I'm not talking about my wife. Uh, I, I fought side by side with men, men <laughs> and women, and you were my brothers. Women, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the way it is. So, you know, we, we've got to get rid of these myths and, and call them out for what they are, even though we know we're going to face the arrows, as it says in the, in the Psalms, we're going to face the arrows of the enemy. You know, when I look back and try to figure out what, when did these lies really start to happen, where we took what was clearly scientific biological evidence and then started turning it upside down, I have to think it all started back in 1972 with the legalization of abortion when the Supreme Court decided that an unborn baby is not human. That's a good okay. example of a myth that Dr. Swire is talking right. about, I think. And yeah. then it sort of just took off from there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, then we came out, so, oh, well, that worked. We made it a law. Now let's come up with some more myths and turn them into truths. And another one of those myths is just that uh, two men can marry, right? Right. We don't even stop there. That a homosexual and, relationship is the same as a heterosexual. As a heterosexual. And then you can marry as many people as you want and your dog or right. whatever you want. It's going to be outside the species next. So if you was God, pastor, and you're not, but if you was and you're looking down on here, which one of these truths that our society is now violating do you think would upset God the most? Which one? Is it the abortion issue? Is it the fact that uh, gay couples are marrying and adopting uh, babies to bring them up as gay children? Or is it, you know, the fact that, you know, a drag queen, a guy dressed up as girl can go into the schools and parade themselves around second and third graders and try to explain to them that they can become transgender? Uh, which one would upset you the most if you're God looking down here right now? You know, that's a tough question, Marty. If, if I was God, I probably would recant my promise to the world to never flood it again. I'm not as merciful, loving, and graceful as God. <laughs> um, but thankful we have a God who is and, and who grants us mercy beyond what our human mind can think. Um, you know, all those things that you mentioned are abominations to God and his ways and his laws and his precepts. I mean, when we think about abortion, take abortion, for instance, right? Abortion is killing a creation of God, right? Killing 
one of his potential children and it's baby murder. It's, it's baby butchering, you know, scripture talks about how homosexuality, unnatural relations between man and man, woman and woman, Romans one, the old Testament talks about it, how that's an abomination. Uh, transgender, I mean, you know, and, and go back to 1972, which you mentioned, legal, legalization of abortion, homosexual marriage. Once you open up that can of worms, there's no stopping it. And that's what we see nowadays, you know, but I, I want to get back real quick, Marty, to what you, you kind of propose that it seems like you're intimating that the quote unquote faith in God is equals passivity. Is that kind of where you're going? With I'm that? saying it's not enough. I, I, I have which no was problem. not what being, I was saying. When yeah, I, I, yeah, and please go ahead. No, no, Alec. no, no passivity. I'm. If I say that this psalm is like a comforting blanket to me, and that we should not be af- afraid, that doesn't mean we shouldn't fight, and we shouldn't stand up. It's just that we shouldn't be paralyzed by fear, and that's what this. That's what this is saying to me. Yeah. So look, when I when I think about faith, and let's go back to what uh, Doctor Swire said. When Washington, right, all these patriots back then, when they had their plan to say, we want to get out of England and we want to colonize here, that was all by faith in the God that they believed in. So it wasn't like, you know, so when I'm thinking about when you're talking about faith in God, it's kind of like what we see the average churchgoer who might go to church once a month on a Sunday and then just kind of kick back, watch Netflix, do whatever they want, not live for God, right? We know that, that we can either live by faith or live by sight. Many people in the church are living by sight. We need to be a people who live by faith, just like Washington did, right? Just like the Black Robe Regiment preachers did. That's the kind of pastor I want to be, you know? But there's too many pastors who are wearing skinny jeans nowadays in the pulpit. They need to trade that in for <laughs> army fatigues. My last sermon on Sunday was called Living as Soldiers for the Lord because I'm trying to build an army here. So when we live by faith, it, it doesn't just stop there. It's faith in God and it's living by action to follow God and be his disciple. It's picking up our cross every day. Yeah, and that's why you're here on the show and why you are a reoccurring guest on this show because you understand those mechanics of the Bible, that it's not just we go to church, we go home, and we sit around and wait for next Sunday when we go back to church and the pastor's going to enlighten us more on some scripture that we then take back home and we sit and we wait again for the next Sunday to occur. That we actually live in a society that we're raising kids and we have grandkids and we wanna be able to protect their future and protect the country values that we have been blessed to have in the United States. I mean, this is a country that like no other has ever existed in this entire world. And we're watching it disintegrate right in front of our faces. And I don't know how we're losing it. I mean, you look at the gay community. I once tried to do do this. I looked, try to say how many gay organizations are out there? You know, the the notable ones. I'm sure there's more than, you know, the 40 that I was able to find, but there's basically 40 gay organizations out there. How many churches are in the United States? In comparison, why are we losing this battle? How many Planned Parenthoods are out there? How many abortion groups are out there? In comparison to how many churches are out there? So if the solution of this is to go to church and just have faith in God that he's going to take care of things is a solution, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. 
obviously those churches have got to start doing something. They've got to start working in society and they got to start restoring the foundations, meaning God's truths back into society. We have the numbers on our side. Dr. Swire, do you agree? We got the numbers. Oh, yes. Well, look, we outnumber them. <laughs> we are, in, in Florida, one of the things that we've been doing is we've been getting out the Christian vote. Um, in, in, 20, in 2020, there were one million Christians that were registered to vote that didn't vote. And we're turning that around. We've actually, for the first time in the history of the state of Florida, have more Republican votes registered than Democratic votes registered. Now, the Christians need to go and take action. If you don't want to take action, um, you know, pick up a gun and go fight, you know, the British, fine. But you certainly can go to the poll and you can vote. And you can vote your values. And that's the key. You have to vote your faith. You have to vote the way God would want you to vote. And his son Jesus would want you to vote. Once you do that, you will get the country back because we outnumber them. We definitely outnumber them, not only by the number of churches, but by the number of people that sit in the pews or, because of COVID, are watching it online. But that's fine. We still outnumber them. And that's the key. We have the advantage. We just need to take advantage of our advantage. Pastor, what do you got to say? Here's, uh, can I share with you a pandemic I see? Absolutely. They, the side that you're talking about, right? The, the homosexuals, they take their gay pride a lot more serious than most Christians take their faith. And that's a big problem. So although on paper it might look like we have the majority, there's tons of churches, there's a lot of Christians on paper. It's kind of like a rhino, a kino, a Christian in name only. You know, we know that the gate is, is narrow, right? The road is narrow. The, the, the road to destruction is wide. So there's many in the church every Sunday who are on that wide road to destruction. The problem is, is that there's many churches that aren't filled with born again believers who are indwelled with the Holy Spirit who are looking to make a difference in this world. And they're living in power. And they're not living in the flesh. And that's a big problem. But if we go, I, I just want to kind of contextualize this psalm in our modern context just for a moment so you know when it talks about here in in the second part of verse one flee as a bird to your mountain right many people in different states let's take california for instance many people even christians are fleeing like a bird to their mountains right they're going to a free state where the doctor lives in florida which i'm from you know these different texas all these different states right but there's others who are saying that, that might be what the news is telling me, my friends and my family tell me to take refuge in these other areas, but I'm going to take refuge in God. I mean, there's some great pastors, great churches in California who, like David, even though Saul is coming out at them, even though they see foundations crumbling in their government, they said, I'm going to take a stand in California because there's people here who need to hear the truth, who hear, need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we all flee to that proverbial mountain, 
then what do we have left? Because the gospel is the foundation that will never crumble. We as God's people have God's truth, and we need to stand on that truth. I think the one thing Dr. Swire said about getting out and voting is very, very important. And I'm sure he would also want to include that beyond just getting out and voting, we need to get out and become involved. And being involved means uh, attending the school board meetings, running as a school board members, uh, infiltrating and being involved in different corporations that are out there and the industries that are out there. One of the things, and uh, Alec can comment on this because he was with uh, the news organizations for quite a number of years. How, how long were you in? Of oh, 26, 27 years. 26, 27 years. In and you watched media. as how news organizations became more and more liberal and the people that they were hiring over those years. Yep. Where were the conservatives out there? Why weren't they? They were uh, dwindling and they were dwindling. dwindling. Because and it's, I, people ask me this question too, like how could you have stuck with it for so long and why couldn't you do more to change it? And um, I heard a great uh, metaphor for it once that you don't join the mafia and then say you're going to reform the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me ask you this. They take care of that real quick. In the journalism industry, did it become liberal because they purposely hired liberal writers? Or is it only liberal people who apply for journalistic jobs, which, which is it? I think there's a large proportion of kind of lazy thinking people who go into journalism and it doesn't pay all that well. And there was, we had a story recently uh, on our website in the last week, I think, about uh, the Associated Press is now taking huge grants from uh, foundations, world foundations like the uh, the Hewitt Foundation and they're taking money from climate activist foundations right. Right. in order to run pro climate change stories. Right. And then they claim that they are journalists. Yeah. And they're, they're creating they're jobs for journalists are. on this world, uh, like this global elite grant money. Michael hasn't had a chance and he wants to get in a word here. Uh, I was actually talking about being in five five minutes left oh. in the show. show. That went fast. We got a five minute warning here. That's what he wants to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the I'm the timekeeper, guys. <laughs> Thanks for your input there, Michael. I, can, can I ask Doctor Swire something really quick? Sure, go ahead. Um, I remember when I lived in Sarasota, um, where you live, Doctor Swire. That was uh, I was there for nine eleven, and I remember the first Sunday after nine eleven. After that Tuesday, the following Sunday, my church, uh, St. Patrick's, uh, out, uh, out in eastern Sarasota, was packed to the gills. And um, I saw your, on your website about your um, getting Bibles for people in Ukraine. And I think Ukraine is going through that shock right now, too. And do you see, like, as the shocks increase in this country, do you see more people? Do you see that raising up uh, Christians to, to more distinct action? Yes. Um, whenever, whenever you face um, issues like you're seeing in Ukraine, um, you're finding out that where you turn to, you don't, you certainly can't turn to your government because your government's turned against you. So who? Right. Who and that you, day is coming turn? for us. Yeah. You you turn to God, and so that's why the Ukrainians, even though they they have faith and confidence in their president, you know, who's a pretty outspoken guy. Uh, and by the way, he, he could be a, dead tomorrow. Yeah, he was he was a comedian, but he's not a comedian anymore. Um, um, but he um, 
we, I think we, when we face these kinds of national crises, and um, then we, as a people, tend to look for the answer. And there's only one answer. And the answer is in God and his son. And that's it. When you have the life scared out of you. Yeah, when bullets are flying at you. Right. All of a when sudden, you see, you see those see God World Trade Center come crashing down and you see the Pentagon get hit by an airplane, everybody's just like, everything's different now. I'm going to church. Right. And they did, right? Yeah, and they did. And it lasted a couple of weeks. It did. <laughs> and, and the American flags were all, almost on every house. The American flag was on every house. And now they've gone. It's like when your New Year's resolution is to go to the gym the first month and then it stops, right? Right. right. You need another shock. <laughs> you need another kick in the butt. Yeah. Well, I, th I think when you see your neighbor getting kicked, it's one thing. But when they start kicking at you personally or your family members... Now you're starting to get mad and you want to fight back. Yeah, so we've been talking about a lot of, you know, what can we do, right? Action steps. How can we make this practical? So obviously for our viewers, we don't want to just make this about information. Obviously, all of God's people and even I would urge those of uh, our viewers who don't know the Lord to open up a Bible and see what God is saying to the people right now. But how, how does this look practically? And we talked about the school board. So I just want to, you know, give an exhortation because there's a big school board meeting in our area in Bedford County next Thursday on March 10th. And there's going to be, it's, it's at a bigger, newer venue at Jefferson, Jefferson Forest High School. And I believe I've heard the auditorium holds about 900 people. So I would love for those of us on this side of the aisle to pack the house. So I just want to invite everybody to go to that school board meeting, have your voice be heard and let people know that we're not going to sit back and just have faith, but we're going to turn our faith into action. Yeah, we're getting mad. All right. I think we're out of time. Dr. Swire, thanks for joining our show. And I'm sure we're going to have you back on again in the future. Well, God bless y'all. Thank All you, right. Dr. Swire. God bless you, Patriot. All right, that's it for this episode of Shout Out Patriots. If you like our show, and I hope you do, and you're interested in it, uh, please share it with your friends. Uh, give us a like, and make sure that uh, those that you think need to hear this information and this spirit of debates that we have here at Shout Out Patriots are something that your family members will enjoy, get something out of, and please let us know your thoughts by writing us at shoutoutpatriots at christianaction.org. That's shoutoutpatriots at christianaction.org. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.